Welcome to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I'm Jace. I'm Lindsay. I'm Mike. Oh, <laughs> look at that. That was just beautiful. How are we doing, team? Yeah, good. Fighting fit. Fighting yeah. fit. Ish. Ish. Yes, yes. Coffee's in. Breakfast done. Ready to go. Pro-caffeinated, you say? Yes. Good stuff. Today we are talking all things motivation, which I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into. How about you, Lindsay? Yeah, really looking forward to it. I think it... It sits well with the, the episodes we've heard before, so. Amazing. Mike, explain motivation. What is it and how do people view it? Yeah, well, the, I think a good place to start is how it's commonly perceived and commonly viewed. And, and to me, we can discuss this, people view motivation as this sort of binary, this on-off thing, this switch. Yeah, you've either, you've either got it or you don't. It's, it's, and it's almost like a, a fire. You know, you're either fired up or you're not. Burning hot or burning cold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is, you, would you agree with that? I would yeah, agree. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Hear it all the time in our strategy sessions, people coming in for motivation. Yeah, so consider, so, so the sorts of things people say, lines like that you hear a lot, I'm just not motivated or I need someone to motivate me. Or, you I know, need a kick up the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. I just I, the other day I had somebody in. I just need, I just need you to hit me with a stick to get me going. I'm like, well, that's not the right place for that, but it's that sort of thing. It, it's sorry, Jason. <laughs> <what are you? laughs> I was going to go on that one, but I'll leave it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's this. Uh, it's like we need this this something to motivate us, mm-hmm. something external, and it, and also also like it's this thing that can't be controlled or you know some people just say oh, i've lost motivation it's gone yeah and then i guess we just have to wait until somehow it comes back again and that fire burns again and then the fire goes out things like that i think we've all got examples in our own lives where we've even we've gone through that like it's you know yeah. i mean uh, i don't know if anyone's heard of eric thomas the i know the yeah. the hip-hop preacher yeah it's the he did the video how bad do you want to breathe which you watch that video and like, that's it, I'm, oh, let's go. I'm you're fired up and you're pumped. And then, you know, five minutes afterwards, you're <laughs> back to square, all yeah. the way back down. So it's, it's, that, it's that, just fueling that fire. Yeah. And for it to go out. If you type in motivational video on YouTube, yeah. you're going to get something. Maybe, you know, it's like a training montage, like yeah. Rocky or things like that. Something that, you know, gets you going. But is that motivation... Not sure. It, could it be motivating? Yes. Yeah. But I think, again, that's... Most people have a, a very limited view of, of motivation, I think. I think where, where it serves is when, you, when you've got that fire, it feels great. You know, and I, I've been to seminars where mm-hmm. it's, it's almost... It's not until a few days later that you realise, geez, there wasn't much actionable content there it yeah. was just someone like firing you all up mm-hmm. chase your dreams down yeah. sort of things you know mm-hmm. you, you you've mentioned before that you did your thing in california that that must have fired you up yeah that's yeah. the most fired up hoorah so, american yeah. thing ever yeah that that was that that's probably a good example where where yeah and don't get me wrong i think there's a place for getting someone to believe in themselves mm-hmm. and to believe that they can do things 100% I think that that has mm-hmm. its place but sometimes afterwards you're like what, once that once that fades you know the, the thing with fires is that, you know they can get really hot and then they can burn out yeah mm-hmm. um, so it feels good 
But if we're talking about, as we have done, particularly in season one, about the journey is the goal and fitness is an infinite game, I'm not sure that you can rely on on this this fire burning all the time. And, and it, you know, it can be frustrating sometimes to hear people, oh, I'm sorry, I've, I've lost motivation. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's, we can't expect that fire to burn constantly. No. Um, so that that's that's the the limit I think of of that view of motivation. Even like an example for me is preparing for an event we have here, the AKR Games, but actually seeing it through, so preparing for it, planning for it, getting super excited. So this big group of people that are coming at the gym, and it needs to be organised, and then being a part of it and training. So like training for it as well as preparing for it, having the day, being oh my god, and then then after it just being like whoo. But I had that to look forward to, and that would give me the fire to just yeah. really go for it and be motivated for it. So it was a sort of external Yeah, I think thing. it's a, a nice segue to start to introduce the different types of motivation. Yeah, so a couple of episodes back, we spoke about self-determination theory and, and the research in that. And t- to bring that on another step, if you will, is that the research suggests that motivation is not this on-off thing, but there, it, it exists rather than an on-off switch, it exists on a continuum or on a spectrum. So there's different types of motivation. And yeah. I think when when people can, can recognize the different types, they can, they can lean on them in different ways and they consider their own motivations and it can make it much easier to, yeah. to stay on track. Yeah. I like to see these, these, this spectrum, I like to think of it as, as buckets mm-hmm. and obviously the buckets aren't always full or empty. Some are full, some are half full, some got a little bit in it. And you kind of, you take from, from different buckets to move forward. So let's, let's go through them. Let's just name them all and then we'll start at the beginning and describe each one. So you have a motivated, you have external, introjected, identified, integrated, and then finally intrinsic. So let's start with a motivated, Mike. So yeah, bucket number one, and and I would say to people that the names can be confusing. Yeah. I think yeah. when you first learn them, I, I, just just to, just to clarify, I actually looked at a board and <laughs> a little bit because you know three of them begin with I and yeah. they sound similar. The names aren't that important, but hopefully we can talk through them a little bit and people can get a, an understanding. Yeah. So the first one is very easy. A motivated basically just means you are not motivated. You're not I doing it. Care. Not interested. No. You don't care. You don't believe you can. You yeah. whatever it is. You don't have the skills or the tools. I'm not You're not going it. anywhere yeah. with it. And I think one thing would I hope would be helpful is we'll take a, a one example and run through all the buckets with it. So let's say it's it's someone... I think Jenna mentioned this in our, our interview is when she, after, after the marathon, she just, she didn't care about fitness anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just wasn't yeah, I'm for done. her. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing yeah. it. So marathon, running's a good example. So let's take a Amovid. This person is just not going for a run. I don't care. I'm not running. I'm not doing it. So, bucket number. Sunday. Sorry, <laughs> me every Sunday. <laughs> bucket number two. Bucket number two is external. External. So that's when, when someone is, they are motivated to do it, but they're motivated for There's a punishment a reason, yeah. or a reward that mm-hmm. is outside of them. And I think this is the fire one, the carrot and the stick yeah. that most people. That's where most people's. They've only got the two buckets. They've got, I'm not doing it, or I'm doing it to get yeah. the thing. Again, I'm going to go back to Jenna's interview when she did sign up for the marathon, and she was, she was doing it for charity, and she had donations, and she had to do it. <laughs> yeah, she hated She yeah. hated it. She hated it, but she, but she hated it. every step of the way. The only reason she kept going 
was was because of, of that because of our friend yeah. Yeah. yeah so again we you know let's say that this person if we're just saying someone going for a run this person is going to go for a run on the sunday morning but the only reason they're going to do it is because they've got a 5k in a few weeks time and you know it's important to them to get a pb at the 5k or not embarrassed well yeah get a pb we'll say <laughs> at the 5k so so that's where you're doing something only to avoid a punishment or to get a reward. Which works for a short period of time, but can yeah, run well, out quickly. Again, let's talk about Jenna's marathon. So the the plus side is that external motivation, the fundraising, the fact that there was a, a friend and, and things, mm -hmm. that got her to do it, but she has never run since. Yeah. So that was the cost. Mm -hmm. It's short-lived and it can actually be damaging. Because of the, the you know, I think she touched on it, the pressure and it feels yeah, controlling. Yeah. And you know, we said before, when something feels controlling, people rebel. I, I was, I did a 10K a few, well, was it three years ago or something? And I, I do occasionally go for a run and I don't know if I enjoy running, but I like the feeling I get from it. But when it got to the stage that I was only running because I had the 10K, I was under pressure to run. And, oh, it's different. Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't want to run anymore. No. You, you've experienced that as well, have you? Not with the running, but you, you did a challenge. <laughs> Which one? The tactical... <laughs> tactical strength challenge, yeah. The, um, God, how many years ago was that? Mike, Back in my you? day. <laughs> I think it was three, three and a half. Three and a half years ago. Something that I signed up for, so I was like, oh, this could be quite interesting. Max deadlift, max pull-ups, and max kettlebell snatches in five minutes. But... <laughs> um, but I thought, oh, I could enjoy this. Um, and obviously the reward at the end of it was on a global scale because you were put on a... a global leaderboard. Yeah, pretty much, and you could see where you were with it. So that gave me the motivation to be like, oh, right, okay, so where am I? I want to be good, I want to be the best at this. You sign up for it, you enjoy enjoy the training. Did I enjoy the training? I think so. There was, there was bumps in the road. Um, times where I thought, this is disgusting. I don't want to do it anymore. And then there were times that I really enjoyed it. Um, and the day was great, but I was broken after it. So I enjoyed it. And I think I was externally motivated because I wanted to be the best in my age group. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't do it again, no. And the thing is, that I, so I did the same event and I would say the whole experience was a positive one for me. So what we're not saying is that external motivation is, is bad, is bad no, or no. wrong. Um, and again, to go back to Jenna's story, she was externally motivated, you know, to to get in the best shape she could for her wedding. She was, ex there was, well, I guess the deadlift was maybe a little bit different, but the fact that she wanted to deadlift 100 kilograms yeah. mm -hmm. as an element of that was external motivation. So it's not that it's no. right or wrong. Mm -hmm. It's it's a way. It's a way in almost. It's a way to get you moving. Yeah. But there are other buckets and the downside of external motivation is that it can feel controlling and it can be short-lived and inevitably people, if it's over a longer period of time, they will rebel. Yeah. Okay. Bucket number three is introjected. You want to tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. So introjected can be a little bit sort of external, a little bit internal. People are now doing it. I, I guess it's they're, rather than external punishment and reward, they're doing it for internal punishment and reward. But these are... It's because, because they're guilty, yeah, that feeling of guilt. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's almost like um, avoiding negative consequences. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, they're doing it because they don't want to feel guilt or shame. Or on the other side, they're doing it for ego. It's, it's kind of like a like social consequence. Like what, what are people going to think? 
Um, so, and we have so many people who exercise because I'll feel guilty. Again, let's take our, our runner. So a motivated, he wasn't going to go for a run. External, he or she were going to go for the run, but only because they've got the 5K coming up. Mm-hmm. For the introjected, they're going for the run because they'll feel guilty if they don't go for the run. Yeah. Um, or, you know, maybe if you're in a team, it's because you'd yeah, be afraid of down. letting That's someone down mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, yeah. All right, from there, we're going to identified. It almost seems like a turning point for the runner. Yeah, I would, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's certainly when the motivation becomes a little bit more owned and a bit more positive. Mm-hmm. So this is what, and identified is when you like, you're doing it for the... Th- because you like the thing you get from it or you like how you feel from it or it's somehow to. important yeah. to you. Jenna spoke about feeling strong in her deadlift. I, th- I think that's like, no one, she's not deadlift. Yes, so this is, the, this is an important point as well because you, your motivation isn't, necess- isn't going to be exclusively in a single bucket. So 100 kilos is an yeah. arbitrary number and it's external. So there's a little bit of that for Jenna doing that deadlift. But identified was like, I like the feeling I get from it. I like feeling strong and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where it becomes a bit more positive. Yeah, I like what you said there about your motivation isn't only in one bucket. Like some, sometimes you need to pick from different buckets to, to move forward and keep mm-hmm. going. Yeah. And, and so the, the runner in this case, they're running because this, this is what I'm at with running, actually. I don't really enjoy running. It's not that important to me, but I like the feeling I get from it. I'm not doing it to avoid guilt or shame or to give myself an ego boost. I've not booked any 5K events or anything like that. This time. It's just, I know if I, if I run, I tend to feel a bit better yeah. and fitness is important to me and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that could be, it could be still goal-oriented. Like I'm, I'm doing it because I want to lose weight, but that's of personal importance to me. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're identifying with, with the reasons for the activity. Okay, moving on integrated so that's kind of just where you were getting to there yep keep going go for it so integrated is sounds like this it's just a part of who i am yeah we've heard that a few times and yeah yeah i think uh, ryan ryan said in his interview a couple episodes back he was like this is just what ryan does (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. jenna mentioned it as well well. yeah Yeah. this is who i am yeah so so to take a runner they're running because they're a runner yeah they identify as a runner yeah they see themselves as a runner so there's no they don't need to book an event. They're not avoiding guilt or shame. There's, it's just like, they I'm a runner, so I run. don't need to psych themselves up in order to put their trainers on to get out the yeah. door. It's just part of the routine. Yeah. Writers write, mm-hmm. runners run. Potatoes, potato. And <laughs> oh, haters hate. <laughs> How long can we keep that going? No. Uh, the, the last bucket. Wait a minute, were you going to say alligators? Alligators, alligate. Okay. <laughs> right, the last bucket is intrinsic. Now, this is... This is the ultimate, isn't it? It's, it's where you want to get to, I guess. Yeah, so in this case, the, the runner just loves, the person loves running. Yeah. Like, I'm doing it because it's fun. Jenna mentioned this with, with her messy kitchen project. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, not a, it's not a job, it's not a source of income. No one's asking her to do it or anything like that. She it's just like, it. you know what, I just love, love being in the kitchen. I love cooking. I like making mm-hmm. nice things. And I think Ryan was the same in, in his interview, how... I mean, we could talk about his journey where he, when he first came to us, his motivations were largely externally External. yeah, oriented. So there was the refereeing yeah. stuff, there was times, there was a specific body shape Statistics. and a look mm-hmm. he, had to, he had to go for. 
Um, and guess what? That worked, like that motivation worked because it got him into action. But it it strikes me that he feels in a better place now, where he's he doesn't have the pressure and things like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, do you know what? This this is who I am. I go out on my bike and I, you know, and I eat these foods and I feel this way. I would say I'm probably there with exercise. Um, sorry, not intrinsic, but the one before integrated. integrated. I don't feel like in the gym, and I know we've had a discussion about this, Mike, that I go in there and I, I love everything that I'm doing and I'm having the best time, but I do think it's who I am, it's a part of my life, and I'm okay with it not being, oh my God, I love this. Yeah. There might be points throughout the year where I'm training for something and I'm really involved in it and I am loving it, you do love it. but the majority of the time it's like, actually that highest level intrinsic motivation is when you do the activity purely for the activity's sake yeah yes so the simplest way to ask yourself is if there were no health and physical benefit from from lifting weights would you still do it yeah. and i don't know if i like i would do it but See, i think that's where i'm like i i like to take the is it the pareto principle of yeah. this 80 20 i'm 80 percent intrinsic whereas i genuinely love training mm-hmm. and i probably would do it if there was no benefit from it and i'm 20 percent motivated and uh, motivated externally motivated and where i kind of do it to prove a, a point that i can do it or someone's like oh you can't do that i'm like <laughs> give me a minute <laughs> yeah but at the same time i have to dig into different buckets i think i had a conversation with you last week where i was like i wasn't loving training and every now and again i'll get that but i have to dig into a different bucket where it's like Am I the type of person who trains or am I not the type of person who trains? Am I the mm-hmm. person who misses it and, and then feels bad the rest of the day? So did I, do I want to feel guilty or do I do it just because it's, it's, it's who I am? And I did it. I got through the session. I ticked the box. And it's just, I think it's important to realize yeah, that you have I, to dig from I all of them. I think the questions you ask yourself. So let's, let's start like the highest end. The most peak form of motivation is just when you love doing the thing. You don't, you don't need to like motivate kids to go play in a playground like it's fun or an example like 2020 olympics are on at the moment 2021 like, well it says 2020 <laughs> so those athletes will be very much intrinsically motivated they're at the top of their game i guess oh. an ex- i would disagree i would go to the olympics because i want a gold medal <laughs> yeah yeah I, I would say not that they love it and they've enjoyed it all their life it's, and it's weird you say this though because i was watching it last night and i can't remember the name of the swimmer that claire baldham is interviewing but he basically said that Adam P.E. is going to take gold. Everyone else is competing for second, except this, I think it was a Colombian guy who's competing because he wants to get a better time for him. He's like, and he's been noted on different several interviews saying, I don't really care about a medal. I just want to go and PB my time. Which part of me is like, really? <laughs> You're going to the Olympics and you don't want a gold medal? <laughs> mm. But at the same time, I'm like, actually, it's quite noble in the fact that you know, you're not afraid to just go, I'm not actually that bothered if I win the goal. I'm there to compete against me to so get my best time. intrinsic? I, I think with, by the very nature of putting competition onto it, mm-hmm. it probably becomes a little less intrinsic okay. because there's the external. Absolutely, there's external of medals and times. Like Usain Bolt, it's a, maybe a dated reference now, but he's not running 100 metres in the Olympics just because he loves to run. He's running to win. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's so the what difference. what about you with your, sorry to interrupt, but with your football and being the top of the league, is that, would that be an external or? Well, l- it, l- let me come back. Yeah. So in the Olympics then, I would also imagine that like the introjected part is in there because of the ego involvement and the, mm-hmm. the guilt and the shame and the weight of the nation on an athlete's shoulders. And then... 
then when we when we go up like is is the identified piece of okay I'm an athlete so they're motivated to to train because they see themselves mm-hmm. in, as an athlete the intrinsic part is possibly like they got into the sport for the love of the sport hmm. and and there's an element of that but I think I think that's a really good example of of being across buckets and okay. so many different factors being involved to go to go to me like I said that yeah I don't know if I would lift weights and train in the gym purely for the activity's sake if there was zero health benefit I don't think I would do it like I enjoy what I get from it so that's identified motivation I also I'm now just I see myself as the sort of person who keeps himself fit and healthy so that's um, integrated motivation there are times I enjoy it but I don't think really, and the difference talking about football, like if I just, if you just give me a football and a patch of grass, I will just happily kick around the football and have fun. Run around for a few hours. Yeah. (laughs) But not because, not because I feel great afterwards, not because it makes me fitter, just because I like doing the thing. And I think that's, that's the key point. But in health and fitness, it's unrealistic for a lot of people. So do you remember Jenna said about the idea that fit and healthy people run? That's what they do. And Ryan also said there was an expectation at his work that he had to eat a strict diet and bland foods. Mm. So similarly, I think people who aren't into like health and fitness culture, they think that you've got to love it. You've got to, you've got to be, these people must really love that. You've got to be in, intrinsic. Yeah. Now for me... Um, and again, Jenna's stories reflects this as well. Sometimes I'm exercising because there's an external goal. We spoke about the yeah. tactical strength challenge. So my training that day, I'm in the gym or I'm running a 5K mm-hmm. or there's something that's getting me in the gym. Other times it's, I, I identify, like I like the feeling. So do you know what? I'm feeling a bit crappy today, but I know if I go for a walk or if I do a bit of stretching or whatever, I'll feel better. It's, it's identified. Mm-hmm. Other times, it's that integrated. Like, well, am I the sort of person who does this or doesn't do it? Yeah. I am. Okay, well, I've got to get myself in and I'm going to train. So it's, it's, this, it's this mix of buckets that we can draw upon. I think it's so important for the listener to understand that as well. What you've just said there, explained it well, that you, you will go through that continuum yeah. on a daily basis, maybe. Yeah. Weekly basis, you, you monthly. You need to drink from different buckets in order to, to move forward again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the problem, though... It's again, if we go back to how we started with that limited view where people only have a motive and external, mm-hmm. is they're relying over and over on it. So one example, I, I trained this, this guy years ago before I opened the gym and he used to be a marathon runner. So again, that's, that's how he identified himself. But you know, life- As a would, marathon runner. Yeah. yeah. And as a marathon runner, guess what he did? Ran marathons. <laughs> he ran I'm marathons. hoping. <laughs> yeah. I, I know somebody like that. And so his, uh, but life changed, you know, he, he had two young kids and marathons take a lot of time, a lot of training and things like that. And he was no longer able to fit that into his life. You know, work had got more intense and things like that. And so he'd stopped running marathons and, you know, he'd gotten out of shape. And so we're, you know, so that's at that point he came to see me, but he, he just couldn't see beyond, like his only source of motivation was, well, I'll just book a marathon. And if I book a marathon, that will force me external motivation. It'll yeah. force me to train. Mm-hmm. And I got to the stage, I was like, like, are you going to run two marathons a year for the rest of your life? 
what we want to try and do is work our way up the continuum, mm -hmm. up the spectrum. So yes, you might not ever enjoy another form of health and fitness just for its own sake, but can we can we begin to identify with what we get from this other activity? Can we can we begin to make that part of our life? Yeah, it's, just, it's such an important message. I've actually got a note here that says, Mike example about running a hill. I want to hear this example. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this is a, a, exactly, I'm glad you remind me of that because I like this example. It's kind of quirky. He loves it. Zoom in on that one. <laughs> it's kind of quirky. So when I, you know, I've spoken before on, on this show that we, uh, I was a, a freelance personal trainer in a big box gym. And my flat was, you know, five minutes away from the gym, but it did involve a very short, but very steep hill. And I had this thing where I ran the hill every time I went to the gym. And sometimes I would go to that gym three times in one day because I'd, I'd go to and fro. But I was thinking about it. And the, the first time I ran the hill was probably purely external motivation. I was probably just running a little bit late and needed to get there quickly. So I, I ran the hill. Um, with, with time, though, I'm trying to get this, I'm, I'm trying to get this right. I don't, I think I'll probably skip that introjected one. But after that, I probably identified with the feeling I got from running the hill. So you run the hill, you get this little burst of energy, surge of adrenaline, and you're like, okay, that's me set up to, to go in and, you know, train this, this next person. But after a while, it, 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 I identified with it. So I saw myself as the guy who runs the hill. <laughs> And at that stage... Did you ever walk it after that? I don't... I, 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 I was going to ask the same question. Do you ever go past that hill now and just... <laughs> just I never right go past the hill. But at that stage of being identified with it, it's easier to, to run it than to not run it. Yeah. And, and there was literally like, I don't know, a little line of tarmac or something. And when I got to that bit, I just ran because I'm the guy who runs the hill. Now, I never got to the stage of intrinsic, like, man, I just love running the hill. But that's okay. Yeah. I'd not again it's not realistic there's things you do in your daily life like chores in the house like emptying the bins things like that that you're never going to love the activity for the activity's sake now if you can get that to that stage no one's going to need to motivate you to do it like me with the football but realistically there are things you you probably need to do that you're not going to get to that stage with but if you can get to that stage where it's just what you do it's just how you see yourself it's who you are yeah yeah then it's um you know, that, that's where we want to get to, rather than going back to my, my client in the past, always having to book something, always to have some sort of punishment or reward, a carrot or a stick to cajole and control you into action. It's, it's, it's limited that way. Mm -hmm. and, it, and your experience of it is not as positive. It doesn't feel so good. It's pressure. A lot of what Jenna said was like, she, she wants to do it now. She yeah. wants to lift the weight. She feels good about it. And I think like once you get to that point with the activity that you're doing, it's not going away. No. Start doing something for you and then it's, it becomes habitual. Yeah. And I, th I think it's important to stress that the, the journey and the transition up the continuum or up the spectrum of motivation, it, it takes time and it takes maybe a bit of ref reflection on, on what you're getting from the activity. Again, if we go back and listen to Jenna and listen to Ryan, the reasons for exercise have changed so much just maybe by putting themselves in a different environment or reflecting on why they do what they do. Mm -hmm. um, so it can take time and it's, 
it's an acquired taste, I think, as well. Yeah. Sometimes, like the fitness stuff. Yeah. Don't know. Did we mention that before about like you know like olives for me? I probably had to eat them time and time again before I eventually liked them. And I think fitness is like that. People are very much external when they first come into fitness. They're doing it because they want to lose weight or get in shape or there's a wedding or something Somebody's like told that. Somebody's them. But in the right environment, we spoke about self-determination theory. Yeah, yeah. When, when your basic psychological needs are met and you've got that sense of autonomy, of competence and relatedness, that's, gonna, that's what helps you move up this continuum. So you start saying, okay, well, you know, like, like Jenna going, going for, she said, I'm going to go out on the bike, but not because I have to, it's just because enjoy. I, I, want, I want to do it, enjoy mm -hmm. it, I'll feel better when I do it, things like that. There's different reasons than I've got a holiday coming up. Yeah. This, you, you, you took self-determination theory into there and that's, that's such an integral part as well of, of motivation and keeping going. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to add to that? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> need a moment, Lynn. <laughs> you didn't expect me to ask him that, no, did you? Yeah, it was actually, I'm going to second that. I think it, if you can find somewhere, like a place yeah. that you can feel all those three things or an activity where you start to enjoy it you'll continue to do it yeah. you'll continue to want to come back Absolutely. and see progression and enjoy it being a part of something um so i think that was a really good point i, I think I'm, I'm trying to think like what's the what's the action or the takeaway for the listener um and so first of all it's it's actually like let's let's consider the let's let's with this knowledge now start viewing motivation a bit more broadly and let's looking at look at some of the reasons that you have for doing some of the things you do like you could take anything anything you did today or tomorrow or mm -hmm. yesterday you were motivated to do for one reason or another so was it was it out of habit or what you did was did you do something you enjoyed was it an external reason you needed to clean the house because you got visitors coming around or something <laughs> like that my mum's coming <laughs> yeah um, maybe you, you're the sort of person that loves cleaning the yeah. house. There are people. I, I do enjoy that, I will say. Um, and also going back to the, the first episode of, of season three, we, we spoke about the self-sabotage stuff. And I think there's a piece there about values and goals. And so I think a, a little bit of looking into there about like what's important to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you actually want? Yeah. And, and so sometimes that helps you identify with the with the goal because it's like okay how can i link how can i link my goal to my set of values what's most important to me in life or if not is there a way to you know adjust how i see my values in order to meet my goal you know we have we have someone uh, one of our members who sees akr not just as their health and fitness but but it's their their social place it's their mental health place mm -hmm. it's all that and, and linking it all together can help view your reasons for doing the thing differently yeah that's awesome <laughs> powerful stuff again is there anywhere that people can learn a little bit more about motivation i think we, we touched on a couple of books uh, a couple of episodes yeah. back they're, they're not the, remind us of them again yeah they're, they're not the only ones but i like the book why we do what we do by ed dc um there was like drive mm -hmm. by daniel pink which is bit more sort of pop science stuff but if someone were to simply to google self-determination theory or you know continuum Even spectrum podcast, motivation podcast as well there's loads yeah, of stuff on yeah. it yeah yeah it's uh, brilliant stuff anything you'd like to add before we wrap this up 
I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. We're good. Yeah. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure having you two here again. Thank you, Jace. And again, if you need anything, you want to reach out, it's akrfitness.com. If you're using the hashtag, it's... Energising Life Podcast. There you go. And we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>